Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Triforce podcast. This week, uh, what have I done in like two sentences? I did nothing, stayed at home, played video games. I shaved <laughs> my beard off after I found out that it was really, really annoying. And then I realized how fat my face looks due to all the lockdown. And I didn't realize, so Wait, that happened I'm last. sad about it. And I'm wondering how long it's going to take to grow back. Didn't that happen last week as um, well? I thought that happened well, to you last week too. The... Um, oh. Shaving of the beard and realizing that oh, probably. you had a fat uh, for, face. It's in fact, it's in that case, this week's gone by so fast that my beard hasn't grown back enough to. No, no, I was just looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, I, I shaved my. Uh, I, I had a, a semi lockdown beard nice. that, that I'd been growing just through sheer bone idleness. I saw, yeah, because you posted saying old, really old looking old man or yeah. whatever. And, and I was it, like, it, damn, it, that beard. It, makes it is, like it is amazing what a difference it makes to, cabin, to your face. It looks like, look at one of those. Uh, adventurers of old actually. cabin you know, fever beard is yeah it yeah was definitely a bit of cabin arctic fever beard. explorer beard yeah, yeah. That's what it is but, but an arctic yeah. explorer that didn't make it i oh, think is that they right. just found the yeah. emaciated skeleton yeah. in a tent with a little the one that they the one that they found in the uh tent frozen with his mouth wide open yeah. day 55 <laughs> missing dota playing it in my head <laughs> it, was, it was a really annoying earth shaker who called me a noob had a really good anti-mage run wish i could shave this beard off off <laughs> <laughs> scissors frozen solid for three oh months now God. day 57 luke tried to shave his own beard off with his knife but cut his head off by accident <laughs> thinking oh about Dota. that would be me day 58 i've just been that. playing i've just been playing fucking tarkov like yeah. night and day I'm, I'm all over it so, 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 so can you describe to me why tarkov is alluring what 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 is the addictive part? What is like the one bit of the game that is the most exciting bit? Is it cording stuff in your inventory? Like, what is it? I don't understand what gameplay have, Luke have is you played hooking it? you in. Have you played it? No, I have. Well, okay. yeah, I played it like a couple of a couple of hours, but I didn't. You didn't get it. I didn't get it. Okay, no, that that's fair. So there there are actually a lot of different ways that you can play Tarkov, which is one thing that I like about it. Yeah, you can play as. A, a more of a snipey kind of lad. You can yeah. play as someone who, like a Chad, who wears all the big armor and goes and fights the other Chads. You can try and just like focus on quests and farming, you know, loot to make money rather than looking for fights. You can do the rat play, which is what I favor, where you go in with very cheap gear and either try and sneak a kill on on a, a, a powerful player or pick over the bodies of dead 
you know, geared up players, uh, which is one of my favorite tactics. So if you imagine there's a battle going on between chads and they're like fighting pew pew pew, and I'm just the guy crawling in there and taking gear off one of the dead guys before they can get, loot him, and then I'll sneak off, you know, or for having good keys to open locked areas on top of that maybe other people aren't at yet and taking the good gear and stuff. So the, yeah. the appeal for me is the fact that there are lots of different ways to play. And the way that I enjoy playing, which is rat Tarkov, sneaking in there, try or, or just charging straight for the high value loot, depends on what I'm feeling like. Killing geared up players with bad guns is very satisfying. I would say the most satisfying thing is when you find a really, really valuable piece of loot, get it up your butthole so it can't be dropped, and then extract. Like that tense extract is very, it's like a huge relief when you get out of the level, all your gear is, you know, secured, you can sell stuff that you found. It's, it's a great feeling, it is a great feeling, but yeah. The best thing is when Chad tries to kill you and you somehow kill Chad. That's my absolute favorite. Yeah, that's always a, a, a highlight for sure. It's weird. Like It sounds like almost like you're describing an MMO or something where you are... Well, it's meant to be a, just an trying MMO. to collect stuff. I think it, yeah. I think it is it, like even more so will become an MMO in the future. I really hope not, actually. Like, I really... I know I, that... I think that's the vision for the game. I, I know um, that they, they said that one of the things they want to add... So at the moment, Lewis, if you can imagine, each of the maps is like a separate raid instance. So like a raid yeah, in WoW. Yeah, you have to thing. learn them. Nothing ra There's nothing randomized. Everything's learned, map learned. The, the um, loot is randomized. The loot's randomized. The spawns of NPCs are randomized. It's like semi-randomized. So, and so you're never you know guaranteed to know how many players there are on the map and where they spawn either. So there, there's definitely random elements yeah. to it. So the, the loot is sort of tends to be better in certain areas, but sometimes it's like, holy shit. Like, and other times it's just like, it, it's pretty crap. So yeah. it, it has that random element to it. It's definitely not sort of rigid. Um, so it's got that loot boxy element to it mm. that say WoW has, you know, where you kill the boss, you want to see what loot he's dropped. So it's kind of like that. Um, and killing other players, obviously, sometimes you kill a player and you're like, holy shit, like this guy had loads of stuff and and you get that and stuff. And, and yeah. also the, the price of things is kind of dictated by the in-game player to player market, the flea market as they call it. So you'll suddenly notice that some item you've got a lot of is actually gone up in value for some reason. Like fuel at the moment is worth a bloody fortune for some reason. So it's just little things like that. Um, also, there's like quests that you can do and you level up your guys. So it, it, there is a lot to do it. Do you know what I mean, though, about the MMO thing? And uh, like like almost the gacha thing that you said, that seems to be I, the I way don't know what a gacha things... thing is. What is that? So gacha is the loot box. Well, basically, it means loot box. It's gacha. Gacha pawn machines are in Japan. They're these little ball machines. You see them here as well, where right. you put like a hundred yen in, it's like a quid, and you get like a little fucking... Um, all with yeah. a random thing from a series and it'll have like there's the sketch of machines in japan for everything but that's the the loose description for what um like genshin impact the mmo is but also almost all mobile games are like where you get loot boxes with random right, things right. in um i mean they were around when i was a, a kid a, you'd see them outside uh sweet shops or corner stores or whatever there's like a little i don't think you don't see them as much anymore it was like a glass um 
what do they call them? Like a like a sweet machine. You put your coin in, you t- like turn a, the thing. Yeah, and it, they still have them uh, dotted around. They're not as popular around. as yeah. they were like a long time. But they're ago. big in they're big in Japan, and yeah, it's, it's a sort of it's a kind of mechanic of like I guess paying over the odds for <laughs> if you like yeah, um, potentially shit. Cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it's also a kind of I don't know. It must appeal to something human in our desire to collect stuff and and, and assemble all of them and also it must appeal to the sort of sunk the idea of you've spent money in this and real life money mm, in this and yeah. therefore you're invested in it now and and you're going to put more in i don't know there's certain there's obviously some hooks to make it work and it's it's quite fun honestly like as a thing as well as a concept you could see why it would be like a fun a fun way to build you know a, a monetization structure you know it's it's definitely the latest one of the the evolution of the of the um the thing and so yeah in a sense like that idea of you could find anything when you go in um is is very similar to to that i guess i've been interested in so i played a bit of wow and i sort of quit again after i realized i, I don't know as soon as i start falling into the trap of yeah I've, t- I've talked about this before but it's like as soon as i see something that i'm doing before i'm like i don't want to do that so I've tried over the last couple of months to play new games. Like this week I played um, Unavowed, which is a point and click. Right. Um, and I know that, you know, you've played a lot of point and click sips, but man, I, lo- I, I love a point and click. I don't know. There's something, there's something good. I mean, sometimes with a point and click, they're, they're, re- they're relatively short. So you can have the story. Um, the story is usually quite locked in. Mm. So you can't really like, you can't really change the, it's not like a game where you can really change the ending too, too heavily. Yeah. Right. But also, there's the the puzzles are quite fun usually, and they're obviously usually quite limited. And uh, you get this sort of abrupt bit where you you're stuck. You're like, okay, do I use the the co- I've got a code, and I've got a door, and I've got a, a frog, and I've got a stick. <laughs> like, what what do I what do I do here? Right. Like, and then you, you you have to do something slightly cryptic. Um, you know you use the stick on the frog and then it's like, I don't think I should do that. And it's like, okay, I use the frog on the code. It's like, how is a frog going to decipher code? You're like, okay. And do you know what I mean? And then you use the frog on the, the, the sausage and it's like, oh, the, the, the sausage is now covered in frog slime. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. That, that's my problem uh, <laughs> with those games is that a lot of the time it was just repetition. Like it, it's a bit like a, a hidden object game. Essentially, if you just click on every single part of the screen, as long as it's not timed, there's no real peril. Like it's like uh, you know, the number of rooms you can go to is limited. You have a limited number of items in your inventory. You just have to combine them yeah. and and combine each of those with each thing that you can interact with, and eventually you'll get the puzzle. I think that that's always yeah. been my issue with those point and clicks. Is they but despite that, it's still sometimes very hard to get to that. Yeah, point. I don't know like, how. Even with a very limited, <laughs> I, I've been like, stuck the, the, so many times, and I'm like, I've been I stuck could in a, like, brute one force room this. game yeah. with two items. Do you <laughs> <Yeah>. know <what laughs> I, mean? <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, and so no, I love all those games. I played all the, the Cube Escape and the Rusty Lake type games. They're, I think they're sort of the modern point and click games, and um, they're really great. And anyway, this Unavowed, it was Yahtzee's um, game of the year from like a couple of years back, and um, they've made a bunch of other point and clicks actually, which I've heard of um, and never played. But I'm, I think I might m- make my way through them now because I really, really enjoyed this. It's kind of like um, like a modern. It's like quite unusual that it's set in modern day because so many like game worlds are set in obviously either fantasy or supernatural or like some sort of weird future space or in space there's like very few games that are actually set when you think about it 
in the current day. Mm. Um, yeah, and I wonder, I wonder why that is. I think it maybe because it's too difficult to replicate the mundane weirdness of the modern time. Jeremy, mm. when we look back at old times, when we look back at old presidents and things like this, like you know, maybe it's just because we've had this recent issue. But when we look back at things like Reagan or George Bush, you know, yeah. They, it was always felt, I think at the time, there was a sentiment that that was like a pretty embarrassing president to have, you know, a celebrity president or yeah. this kind of inept man. I don't know. I, I think that, but history has this fog of making them into these, I don't know, authority figures who are kind of, you know, and so I'm playing like Call of Duty. I played um, the, the new Call of Duty and it's got like Reagan in it. You know, yeah. it's a CGI yeah, Reagan yeah, yeah. doing like, doing his speech and stuff. Doing Reagan stuff. Kind of yeah. like... He looks like quite cool. He looks like well, like, it's, I think it's, it's the like, familiarity. I you the, you know like especially with Reagan, I find he was on TV a lot when I was a kid. You know, like growing up in North America and and seeing him on TV a lot. It, it just it kind of just takes you back to being a kid, not understanding anything about the world or politics or whatever, and it's almost like a comfort thing. But, you know, as an adult, when you read up about him and you look back on it, you're, you're like, okay, well, I can see why people were so angry at the time and like why so so much like sort of aggressive uh, culture, music, everything came out of the, the time that he, he was around and the things that, that he did or whatever. But I mean, it's it's different for like, I guess, the generation that grew up um, in, in or it, around it him, is, you know? It is weird. Yeah. It's this fog of history that kind of gives things this weird, I don't know authenticity no 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 yeah like i don't know like it cements them in in this in this place where you almost can understand them completely when something's happening right now maybe with donald trump and stuff it all feels so unstable and like what's what the fuck is happening whereas at least like when you're looking back at reagan you're like this is what happened then these are what people feel like it's the consensus of history you know it's almost been cemented yeah um, i feel like in so, some ways I even trump being so old like he you know he's quite he's quite old he's like you know previous to previous generations from us and we're we're like middle-aged or or whatever at the same time, I feel kind of like he's a product of the time, you know, like he's the, the, this this day and age kind of demands like TikTok sound bites, like they want to be outraged. They want people to say outrageous things they want, you know, like and and you had elements of that in the past, but never like now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah, feel, I feel now it's at it, it's at its worst. And Trump really played it's, up it's to amazing. a lot of that. I, I mean, I, I wonder whether we're going to have things set in this age, you know, in this, in the sense that, you know, there was the age of sort of tape tape decks and kind of that that sort of shady, sort of dusty CIA sneaking around in post-World War II bunkers, you know, doing their spy stuff. You know, yeah. I remember all that as a real cool setting, right? And then there was, you know, the 80s and like kind of... And now we're in this kind of... We, we're in the information age, but now I think we're in the misinformation age. Yes. Where nothing is real. Everyone is lying. There's just... No one knows what to believe. Everyone is just full of... Like I don't know why people are so hot for the for the lies. I I, I understand it. I just understand the allure of like a, a conspiracy theory, and it's not like this a new thing. You know, people were doubting the moon landings. You know, thirty years ago, it's not like there weren't conspiracy theories. You know, before, but I feel like it's it's just t- taken itself to this other level of madness, and and 
I wonder whether in the future people will look back on this and be like, well, did everyone just take crazy pills? <laughs> or whether it's just going to carry on down this road into the future. Yeah. Scary. And scary. I'm just wondering how it's gonna, how this time is going to be cemented in kind of history. I, I think it'll be neither here nor there. I think it's one of those things that at now, right now, it's it feels like a big thing. It feels like everything. Um, but I, I feel like even in four years' time, you know, nobody's really going to look back on the past four years as significant in any way. Like, it's just... That's incredibly optimistic of you. I, like that, that is actually... I mean, it's, it's one of those things where maybe, where maybe um, some some things that have happened in the past like couple of years will have like a longer term impact or whatever. But I, I'd say most things won't. Like I, I can't. I like. Really? I think COVID is something that people will will remember back for sure. Obviously, but I don't think anything sort of like recently before COVID is is overly sort of impactful or memorable. Mm. I don't think it's going to set the the tone for like pop culture in 20 years time or anything like that. You know what I mean? But maybe I they felt like that in right. the 80s, like with, like you were talking about with like Contras, tape decks, the CIA and all that kind of stuff. I don't think anybody really thought that that was going to be the memorable thing from the 80s. Like, Well, that's what I remember. Yeah. Well, not remember, but that's because that's I'm interested in reading about it and stuff. But I, and I've been watching a few things about that on on the old Netflix, and you know, just just eighties crack and contras and stuff. I don't know. It's it's interesting to to read about this stuff and and learn about it. But I guess time is. I, I watched a Vsauce video about his. He did this cool video about time, um, where he like um, started the video by like shaving his beard off right and then growing it back in like three months so he'd obviously made the thing made the thing over like four months or whatever i thought that was quite a little gimmick but it was funny I saw yeah. that um i recommend you watch his stuff because mm. it's kind of i don't know quirky, i don't know if it is about... optimistic though flax i mean think of like what what do you think what do you think that's happened is it, it has like any legs or is gonna is gonna be mentioned like even even big things or or seemingly big things like brexit and stuff already feel like they're forgotten like it's you know it's not what are you talking about i mean well I, I, no you're right so i do are you st are you still thinking about brexit constantly or even uh, uh, have you not seen what's happening like it, it's it's unraveling right now people are discovering the impact and it hasn't even really begun to hit yet mm. you think people are just gonna forget about it well like it, it's, uh, no, this, I, all I, the stories are about what a fucking shit show it's been even the papers that backed it were like we fucked this up and and like you got that like all these ridiculous stories coming out about you know people not being able to get things, the shortage of of all kinds of things because of it, and it, it's only just now starting to kick in. Yeah. The idea that it's you know oh people aren't forget about Brexit. Well, yeah, because we, we've had COVID, it's kind of distracting well, yeah, a little bit. But that's that's what I mean. We'll ease into the shit show. It's not like it's not like a hard stop where it's going to be like fuck the day everything changed because of Brexit. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's going to be so gradual and probably terrible, but I don't think it's going to be looked back on as like. I, I think it's going. To, I think this big period deal. of politics can go one of a few ways. One, the, the most optimistic one, which I, I I think is like your take on it, <clears throat> would be. 
that the only reason we'd discuss this era would be as a kind of what the fuck. And you'd do a thesis on the bonkers politics and, you know, what happened in 2015 to 2025, whatever, like that decade of how everything went a bit nuts and now, phew, we're back to normal now. I think that's an optimistic take. I think things are going to get progressively worse and worse from here. Well, this is this is the attitude uh, that everyone sort of starts, starts to get, though, if they're not careful. I think looking through history, um, I guess with the time thing I was uh, Vsauce was talking about, it was very much this idea of like short time and long time and how something can, you know, you can have a day that feels like you've not done anything, you know, and it's and it's dragged on and yeah, on yeah, and yeah. on. And you can have another day where you're on holiday and you do 20 things and it and it's over in seconds but it was like absolutely jam-packed full of stuff you know you remember it long and it felt short and you know anyway i think with history we have these obviously key moments you know you like name a thing that happened you know between world war one and world war two you know or or between world war two and the moon landing or between the moon landing and 9-11 or between 9-11 and what's what's now covid yeah. like you know what's the big like you know landmark historical event right. you know, is brexit gonna be a tiny little footnote in you know history probably yes actually in terms of like the global memory of the world yeah you know, i think covid is going to overshadow absolutely all For of sure. that because yeah you know more people more americans died in in the last year of COVID than in World War II. I heard that yesterday on Biden's yeah, yeah. speech, which is an amazing statistic, you know, to hear. Yeah. That 400,000 people have, in America have died of, of COVID. Two million people worldwide. That's a lot of, it's a really powerful, it's a really impactful thing. And, you know, we live in a really funny, scary time. And it's very stressful right. for a lot of people. I mean, COVID, COVID is, of course, going to be the big story of this decade, if you like. Um, and I think the impact will be extremely harshly felt around the world for a long time. Because for one thing, but also it's, it's, not ju- it's not just the deaths, which is like appalling in itself. The effect that this is going to have, we just had an economic crash in 2008, just about recovering from that, starting to get back to where we were. Like the, the amount lost meant that that decade was essentially a lost decade, if you like, because where we would have been if the crash hadn't happened, you know, it, it it would have been we would have been better off as a planet like you know economically speaking the crash cost us a ridiculous amount it vanished so much money that we've just been able to creep back to then covid well hits. you you say that though but like you know in economic terms like yes that's that's real but we did step in at the right time to stop it all completely good businesses falling apart what you have to have in an in a in a capitalist economy a cycle system where bad businesses are allowed to fail you can't keep running terrible businesses you know that cafe down the road which has never got anyone in it right. can't keep borrowing money that wasn't again the, and again the, and the again crash was that business. everybody fucking like felt the I mean, impact no, it wasn't just a bad business like that's the but, issue but is- on average every sort of 10 to 15 years there is a some sort of correction, or at least like I mean, there has a, to be. a chance for businesses to fail. But this, that, I, this, is, sure this is plenty what of that bad was. businesses are failing right I think, now. I think that, that the issue is when it's not a bad business and it fails. Yeah, that's the issue. That's when that's, we have and that's crashes. why the, the government is working on trying to like give businesses like these, you know, tied over things and keep the airlines going and stuff because you know otherwise they're otherwise good businesses are going to go under, but just because all the airports yeah. are closed and stuff and that's that would be bad and that's 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 the kind of thing that really you know can be damaging for ec- economies and that's 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 what's scary isn't it yeah so sure. i mean in terms of like looking back on this era some people will look back on it. i mean for instance one of the things i've been reading about lately is this qa non stuff right who was like this guy who claims to be i think some kind of government insider who has like 
this grand plan and this day of reckoning and all this kind of stuff. Right, right. And there's a whole bunch of threads on Twitter um, that are posting screenshots of these people on the QAnon message boards. If you don't know anything about it, go and look it up if you're listening to this. Uh, although don't actually don't go and look it up, but you could if you wanted to. Um, it's Q, Q, QAnon is something which I think everyone probably has heard about. It's the literally the weirdest conspiracy theory and the most the worst one. The the one which if you believe in it, you probably also need mental help. Well, um, I mean, there is... are people running on it, like saying I'm a QAnon guy, like as politicians, like they're, it's, as it's a sort right of right at the top of that conspiracy theory madness. Right, though. it's like it's like there's no evidence and it's it's just but, no, but, but I think wild. worse than that, it's telling it's like it's trying to act like a crystal ball and they're like wait for this day this is going to happen then that trust trust us this is this is the way it's going to be like they were saying that at noon on the, on inauguration day trump and the military were going to zoom in and declare martial law and reseize power and chuck out all the bad actors arrest them <laughs> send them to guantanamo i'm not kidding oh, Th this was the this was what they were saying was going to happen and the message wow. board is so they, they're almost like some sort of cult yeah. where the aliens are going to come Literally. in and scoop them up at and a an awful amount, lot of people now are saying time. i can't believe we were lied to and uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm shaking, I'm shaking and crying right now. You know, because they sort of, they thought this was actually going to happen. And what scares me is that it's not just that they thought it was going to happen. They were like, yes, this is what needs to happen. They are actively praying for a military coup in a democracy, the democracy, <laughs> the leading democracy in the world. They want a military coup. They think the election was stolen. My fucking dad thinks the election was stolen. And I was like, where is your evidence? The, you don't. Your evidence this is this guy Q who says some shit, and you're like, "Well, well, I better believe that." It's like, how are you claiming that you're doing your research and you're we're the ones being lied to? And you believe in some random internet guy who's just saying this stuff, and none of it's coming true, and you're still like, "This well, is all part of the plan." About <laughs> it's mad. Oh, that it's is just mad. mad. <laughs> That's crazy. That it's reached into into your dad's brain. I, there is a, a Netflix thing I saw about that. It was like. Um, the sort of I can't remember. It's actually called something like the 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 corruption of my dad or whatever. <laughs> it's just it's um, just Facebook and I don't why know do where dads they get believe it? all this stuff? It's like it is a really dad thing, isn't it? What? It's not just dads though. It's kind like of it kind of is just, though. Like it feels like I, my, it, I mean, it feels I'm, like I'm, it should be. You're I'm right. generalizing, it feels like, but, but that's not. that is completely the kind of stuff that I think my dad would get into. At this point in his life, I just think they're very they they honestly he's very like, trusting. He's older, he's retired. Maybe he's like seen some shit, you know, like, um, I don't know. It just seems like the brainwashing of my dad. Is yeah. Called. I, I, you know what I think I it is, it. is they, they, they didn't grow up with the internet the way we did. Like, I mean, we, we, we understood the early days of the internet and then we sort of had experience of the bullshit of the internet that you just do not fucking believe everything that you read. And right. I think they're coming from an era when if it's printed, it's the truth because that's the way newspapers used to be. They used to fucking print facts and stuff like that. And now nobody believes journalists. They believe some anonymous guy on the internet yeah, over yeah, yeah. the but press. It's you, like, what is happening? To some degree, you have to be seeking this stuff out too, right? Like it's not like he's just stumbled across something that's just all of a sudden opened his eyes and changed his life, right? Like, he has to be sort no, no, of no. looking around for fringe think, sort of stuff. Dude, it's on Facebook. Time. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. I, but I think this has been happening in the background for, for 20 or 30 years with Fox News and with sort of, you know, certainly in America with the Republic, like the, like the divi dividing of the two sides of this, you know, the, there used to be a lot of crossover and now it's very divisive and very kind of... Angry, and and I feel like this is just the next logical step in the misinformation, the 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 
propaganda war. Do you, I don't know. Do you know what I think it is? Is uh, I, I've, I've I've always said that I think that the issue with the internet that I have, and this is my opinion, is exactly that. Everybody has a fucking opinion, <laughs> right. and they get to right. rate other people's opinions, post their own opinions and thoughts, and they shouldn't. Most people should shut the fuck up and not worry about all this complicated shit like the government beyond, you know, the, the, the stuff that you need to to be an active member of a democratic society. You don't understand half this stuff. I don't understand half this stuff because I'm an expert any more than I would go into a doctor's surgery and say, you're doing that wrong. Like, it's, it's not my business, if you like. It's, I'm not in the business of running a country. Now, that doesn't mean I can't complain when it goes tits up. I absolutely should. But the idea that I should understand as a layperson the depths of our economic agreement with the EU is ridiculous. It's incredibly complicated by its nature. It's a vast and complex system. But everybody now feels entitled to have their shitty opinion. Someone sees someone's shitty opinion that's ill-informed and idiotic at best, agrees with it, and now they have that opinion as well. And then you have arseholes coming in like Donald Trump. The dude knew nothing about how a country ran. Didn't understand the rules. Didn't understand what he could and couldn't do. Didn't understand how America functioned. Didn't understand international trade. Knew nothing. Knew nothing. Claimed to be a genius. Knew nothing about it, very clearly. I mean, for, for example, one thing that they'd been doing is taping back together all the stuff that he ripped up during office. He would read something and go, bah, and tear it in half and throw it away. And the president <laughs> has to keep, he has to keep communications and documents because it's a matter of historical record and he's a public servant. So there is a bunch of people fucking physically sellotaping shit back together. I shit you not that he tore up. It's laughable. And these are the kind of people you get in charge when you give people the option to post their stupid, shitty opinion and think it matters. Because if I put something on Facebook and three people like it, I feel validated. Those three people could be the three stupidest people I know. Yeah. I might have had my post liked by three morons. And I think three likes. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, um, on that topic, I saw your post this morning and I uh, left a like as well. Nice. <laughs> I'm not a smart person, but I can at least see that I'm stupid. People don't accept that they are just fucking thick. We're thick. Stop hey. making out you're smart and posting your stupid opinions as if they're fact and expecting to be told, Why, when is the coup coming? And then some guy says, uh, midday. Great, yeah, I believe that. Why? Why are you believing some guy on the internet tells you there's going to be a military coup in the United States? And you're well, like, yeah, you it's believe, coming. You believe what you want to believe, though. That's the thing. It's not It's not even a, a rational thing, right? You. It's It's. It's part belief, and then there's There's hope that it's going to happen, too. Like, these are these these people are, are kind of desperate, right? Like, everything right. that they wanted everything that they believed in was being taken from them so of course they're just going to be like thinking that you, you know like you when you get when you're up against the wall you know you're you're just going to be hoping for like a miracle at that point right and i guess but would like, a miracle the, the, be a military the, dictatorship for them is that guess, a miracle how is them, that going to improve so. anyone's life well, How is I that going to improve your life? It's, it, you know, maybe it's just very narrow-minded. They think that it's People somehow going to improve yeah. just their life, which it, it wouldn't. I mean, like, you know, you, they're ta you're talking about a person who just doesn't care about anybody but himself like, at all. Like, and he's proven it like a million times over, even before becoming the president. I, I don't know how... I don't I don't understand the mentality of, of supporting him and, and thinking that he's, you know, some sort of... 
catalyst for good. But like, I, I think I think crazy. a lot of people were very angry because an awful lot of America has had a shit time of it economically for a long time. They feel abandoned and forgotten, despite the fact that you know they fucking still live in America. I mean, Jesus, not like part parts of America look like the Sudan or whatever, and it's like you know just roving gangs and and raping and pillaging and murder and famine and everything. No, it's it's it, but it's not what they view of America should be, which was this kind of American dream. You know, you work, you get the things you need. You're not fucking broke all the time. You're not. You're not feeling shitty all the time. Your your kids aren't addicted to opioids all the fucking time. Like it's it's not this vision of America that they've got of it falling apart. I think, like you were saying, I think it's been fired up by Fox News highlighting every single thing that happens as well. America's crumbling again. I mean, do you remember when their big story was the war on Christmas and the idea that Christmas was being eroded? Oh, you can't say Christmas anymore. Have you seen Christmas? It's fucking everywhere for three months. It's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. You can't get away from Christmas. Yeah, but we're, they're I, told I that there's a the, war on Christmas, and so they think there is. Well, I think that the, yeah, they're, they're touching on something which is a very broad topic, and I think it is the squeezing of the middle class and the idea that you know an ordinary two you know parent two parents working full time can't afford to have a mortgage and a family. You know, like the idea that that the rich have squeezed too hard and that the minimum wage hasn't increased and people still don't can't you know you get you get sick you have to pay you have to go into debt for five years you know the idea that 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 is doesn't seem like the american dream and i think a lot of people are frustrated with that right. i think i think that the millions of people are not well you know the majority of people are sure the 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 richest of the folks you know i mean that's something that people it's, it's, on any it's side not like of people the are now saying oh now the american dream is like, i want a swimming pool where's my swimming pool you know the people are like <laughs> right. you know where's my where's my where, how am i going to pay my debt how am i going to pay down this you know there's this culture that where you, you buy everything on credit you know everyone buys cars on credit and everything on credit and it's it's crazy really like you know you see it a little bit here in the Ameri- in in you know in the we, we have a huge people... amount of consumer debt over here a huge amount um, people who are fortunate are, are taken advantage of though with these 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 sort of things but they they kind of have to because they're not they're not paid enough to to live you know with those with their with their work often or or looked after well i don't know it's a, it's a troublesome thing and i think that it is a symptom of the the majority of the people not feeling like they can live comfortably but here's what blows um, my mind is that the problems you're describing lack of healthcare jobs job like the the average sort of salary if you if you look at the graph that shows salary increase over time compared to cost of living the amount that people are earning on average has barely gone up in like fucking 30 or 40 years like it's such a flat line and the cost of living and all the things that we need in a consumer society you need people to spend money on things like phones and cars or it all falls apart so you i mean fox did a thing where they said how poor are these people really well they have fridges so they're not that poor it's like you're living in America and you're saying that people with fridges are not don't don't count as poor. It's America. And a fridge is a modern appliance in a consumer society that everybody should fucking have. I think, I think poor have. people have more fridges. I always see like three or four in their garden. <laughs> yeah. That's they got a lot, lot of, of sofas out of there too. Fridges, yeah. But it's like that that's now an indicator of poverty. Is if you've got a fridge, can you really call yourself poor? Yeah. Yeah, you can. You've got a fridge, dude. Like that doesn't make Bad you a wealthy man. news here from Fox News. America's poor only have three to four fridges in their gardens now. It used to be five to six in the 80s. Uh, so we've got a sizable drought there that's um, how you'd count it man how many fridges do the poor have in their front yards on they, the subject one, 
of uh, America in the 80s. I watched a four-part documentary series on Netflix called The Night Stalker. Have you heard of it? Oh, I watched that too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I watched it oh also. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was quite dramatic. Oh it was quite like... It was a little, it it was was a little, a little melodramatic different. at times, I thought. Like, um, it was a yeah. little lurid. I also didn't think it needed to oh, be four parts. Uh, yeah. Um, um, but one, thing, one thing that they didn't touch on in the, uh, in the whole thing, um, because it was, it, it was kind of three episodes of him going on this like killing spree basically yeah, over yeah. six months a period of six months or so and um sexually abusing uh adults and children the attacking dude did people, everything he did everything people. he did he did everything it was, it it was, was unbelievable crazy. I, uh, to the point where i didn't believe it right i, I, I like they i was like everything in my head was like I don't believe that this guy done all that stuff. I don't think he done it. They... No, I think he definitely done it. Um, <laughs> oh, he done it. Oh, he, he did. Was, uh, he did. He 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 was a very very um very disturbed um person. I I think he just had been for his whole life. But one thing that they didn't mention in the documentary was that he well he they mentioned that he passed away in 2013. But I think in like it must have been like 2000 and three or something like that he got married while he was yeah, on yeah. death row to well this uh, like was something they did a lot of in the documentary yeah. so he was this sort of dreamy looking guy his like, teeth they were though, like dude his teeth yeah but apparently he had terrible teeth yeah and well the thing that actually annoyed me most about this spoilers for the documentary is they went to a dentist and they were like he, he's good he, come, he came to the dentist he said oh i've had a problem with my teeth can i come back and so they were like sure you can come back what we'll do is we'll set up a little button in the de- we can't we can't stay at the dentist studio all the time we're just gonna set up a button so if the if the dentist sees you come in he'll press the button and then we'll get a call and we'll, we'll send a squad car around and we'll pick up this guy who's killed 10 people, you know, and, and raped a load of people and abducted a load of children and killed a load of grannies. He's done all sorts of bad stuff. What we'll do is we'll put a little button in for you. Um, and then we'll, we'll, you can tell us if he comes back. And obviously he comes back and they press the fucking button and no, the button doesn't work. It's amazing. And so the police don't don't get him and then he goes on to kill another 10 people yeah. and I'm like oh that's so fucking 80s yeah, it really is like but so lazy the, the car These that they had fucking I can't believe they didn't station a fucking well, car yeah, they had cops in there. they took them they, out the day they put the button in they, he yeah, turned it's up amazing okay but the thing is it's, it's oh. this is the this is sort of like the, the oh. age old issue and this is why in the 70s and we're in the supposed 80s, to congratulate these people for finding this fucking guy and i'm like you are shit no, they're, but, <laughs> but they're not though the system was completely fucked back then like these guys were just doing what they could given this the the situation i don't think so the whole documentary no, 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 was no, sucking no. off these cops saying how fucking amazing they were finding this guy and patting themselves on the back and they were shit for oh years God, and years Lewis. and years. And he got away with way more stuff. Next, uh, next time you walk into a house where somebody's been raped and murdered and uh, and you're the guy who has to investigate it, weigh up what you just said as well. The, the fucking but, toll but look, it takes they, on people if, in if general that, having to deal with that shit and then to say that they're shit, they're not shit. They were fine. I don't know. The, the, the problem is, is that police um, precincts back then did not share information, never so spoke to each other. There was so much bureaucracy. There were so many more mistakes made by mayors and other politicians leaking oh information God. and stuff. 
I mean, there, there's blood on everybody involved's hands, and it's because the system was dog shit. I mean, did you didn't you see the bit with the car where the uh, some other jurisdiction got it? Yeah, and they sat on the car for so long, just saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. print it." No, no, you can't print it. Yeah, that the sun melted all the prints, and they they only found one thing in there. And the the amazing thing is that when they found the card months later of his dentist, like then they realized, oh shit, like. If we'd had this at the fucking time, we would have caught him a month ago. Yeah. Because he went to the dentist a couple of days after that. And it's, it was mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. They, they had so much working against them. Yeah. Like the shoe. The mayor saying, we know his shoes. Yeah, they what are you doing? And also it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't an investigation that went on for years either. Like it was a thing that happened in like a year and a half, pretty much in total from start. It wasn't to even finish. that so long. Like, his killing spree was like a, a few months, wasn't it? Like yeah. A, it was the, like well, yeah, six, much, seven months or so. so. Which which yeah. is long enough. I mean, holy fuck. I mean, can you well, imagine? I'm not, I'm not saying can we have more killing. No, I'm no, just no. It's but like this was a short amount you, of time. Can you fucking imagine living in that city at the time oh this is God. happening, where every night, like for a period of six months, one or two of these crimes is being committed? You it's would just crazy. be like so fucking petrified, right? But then he was a the, scary. It was a. It was a really scary, a big scary looking yeah. guy. But then know, the community crazy. Um, sort of outpouring around it. You know, when like the manhunt was on was incredible you know like you had people following the bus that you know people were yelling in the streets he's on the bus and people were like following the bus and he got off the bus and he was running and people were running him down in the street hitting him with a lead pipe and everything like it was unbelievable like because all of a sudden they just sort of they knew who they were after yeah and the information was out but he didn't have time to react to it because he was out of town or something. He came back. Yeah, he was at his cousin's or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. He came didn't back and he's like news. in a convenience store buying something. He looks at the paper and he's plastered all over the front page of like every newspaper. And all of <laughs> a sudden everybody's that? like, it's him <laughs> running after him and shit. <laughs> Fuck I mean, me. that is like something from a movie. The idea yeah. that you're buying a, some gum and you and the newsstand guy look at the paper and there's your face saying, mass murder of, you know, this oh is him. And you're just like, uh, could I have a pack of Marlboro as well, please? And he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no problem. Oh keep keep the change. Do you know where the nearest jet plane is? <laughs> so I can get the fuck out of here. It was crazy. Fuck me, man. Like, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, honestly, like, I, I again, saying that, I mean, the documentary, I know what you mean. Like, maybe it was a bit hammy I mean, at points or whatever. The documentary was fine, but that dentist thing just irritated me so well, bad. Well, yeah. that wasn't their fault. That wasn't their it fault. It was a huge fuck-up. But it, again, it was just the way... I mean, he's he's one of many serial killers who got away, well, quite literally with murder, but were allowed to go on these sprees for long periods of time because of all of these problems with, like, the structure of... Uh, police precincts, sharing information, um, just the cascading of information across like different bureaus or or whatever you you want to call it, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. they it was it was hard for them to even work together when one of the killings or two of them were done in San Francisco as opposed to L.A. You know what I mean? It was like this big thing where they had to like come together and share information and everything. And then the, even then they couldn't control what was happening because the chief in San Francisco wanted to do one thing and the and the guy in LA wanted to do another thing. So it's just like it's just impossible. There's no consistency to it. Right? Yeah, it's so stupid. So many it's things so stacked against them. It's crazy. I, I mean, I think I think one of the reasons that that would happen, especially in America, is because so many public offices are like elected. So that feels like freedom and like great. We get to elect our 
sheriff and our, you know, coroner and all this shit. Sure. But all it really means is that every single thing that pops up that is good publicity, everybody wants in on a, a piece of the pie, wants to keep it for themselves because that's how they get reelected. Yeah. So rather than just do their fucking jobs, their first concern is and always will be, how does this make me look? Will this get me reelected? And that's like their focus. So the mayor coming out and saying, I'm going to fucking give you all the information that we have on the killer, which was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Um, her primary focus is, how can I look like the concerned mayor who's helping? I'm not going to talk to the police. I'm not going to discuss this with the detectives in charge of the case. I'm just going to fucking come out and do it because I'm the mayor and I need to get reelected. I mean, obviously, we elect mayors over here, but they don't have anywhere near the amount of power, seemingly, that no. mayors have in America. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, why are you electing the fucking sheriff? Like, that's so stupid. Why don't you appoint the best, most experienced person for the job rather than let the fucking idiot public decide, which is what coming back to... Everybody thinks that their opinion matters. Everybody. But also, there was this I don't know who'd make scene. a good fucking sheriff, but it'll be the there guy whose name I see. With the um, with the press lady who was like, uh, "Yeah, I found the information that if I, yeah. you know, that was obviously key, and I was just going to publish it, and so I just held it over the cops' heads, and I was like, well, give me, I'm going to publish this unless you give me something, and it's like, give me a story, standard, make, make, uh, you know, tell me reporting. some papers, or I'm going to ruin yeah, yeah. your case, yeah. and I was, and she was just casually being like, that's how it is. I love how she's. Really Reminiscing like that she's some yeah. sort of fucking yeah. hero of the situation yeah. when she was probably like one of the most damaging influences like on the entire case. I mean, literally threatening to ruin I, the I case. Just, I just found it amazing how that's the mindset though. That's the mindset of people. Like it, it's the it's they're so blind to the fact that what they're doing is like unbelievably. I think terrible. the worst the like, worst you know, thing she said was when she was like, you know, I have a cat, and every once in a while the cat scares me at night like i open my eyes and the cat is staring at me like after i've been sleeping and then i imagine that it was the killer i was like yeah but it never was for you <laughs> what are you fucking yeah. talking about people yeah. have been fucking killed here you crazy batshit insane person and like, you're saying that you're quite happy to release stuff which lets him kill more people you're quite happy letting him kill more people that was the worst yet like yeah. oh it's she was insane. she was like, unbelievably out of touch with the situation and everything but it's it's amazing like i love that's why i love these documentaries though because they really And then like, i think it was her editor like you know all this is going on and he's like oh you know she really was she really went through the mill you know you can see scars no she fucking didn't like what are you talking about it's <laughs> she it, made it worse yeah, she did make actively made it worse like she has i don't think she was affected by any of this uh, like you know there was no nobody uh, nobody in her family was was murdered or anything like well I, I mean it's just it's crazy to speak about somebody like that when there's people who actually were killed yeah it's and nuts so no i i really enjoyed the documentary it was a little bit overly dramatic in places a little bit a little bit too sad in places a little bit too like and it, there were some really gory stories yeah and stuff, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Was a bit, it went it felt like it went a bit too far but that's why i thought it was but, too lurid and it went like yeah, exactly. everybody that got a an interview too tabloid went on and on and on i mean i you know obviously they wanted but to that show was kind of how that was kind of how it that's kind of replicating in a sense what it was like in a sense there was this lurid fascination with the the criminal acts and the crime and certainly the trial there was very much like this this crazy right. hysteria but i don't it, think you, you address know. that by them producing something equally <laughs> lurid and sort of well i think they wanted to try and mirror the time in the, in the style i think if you're you know, doing it as a sort of work. pastiche or parody of that then that needed to be more obvious instead it just felt right. like 
it felt like um, I watched it because it was only four parts. If it had been ten parts, I would not have watched it. It should have been two or three parts. They should have compressed a lot of the personal stories down a lot more because some of them were just not that interesting. And I, I honestly thought that it, it was okay. But yeah, if you're, if you're trying to do something as a sort of, oh, you know, at the time it was very, that's what the newspapers were like, let's see those rather than reproducing them yourself. Show us those lurid takes at the time. That should be the story. Yeah. The, the historic, you know, sort of like, look at what the papers were writing. That would have been interesting rather than just saying, we, yeah, we'll do our own take on that. I don't think they were that clever. I think they just fucking, that's the way they did it rather than anything clever. Yeah. Because you have the source material there. If you want to, if you want to hark back to how lurid the details of the press were and everything, show us more of that. I would have loved to see more of the press coverage at the time and the paper coverage, but instead they just sort of did their own where they interviewed these now old people talking about how fucking horrible it was yeah. uh, but for too much too much it is strange how jeffrey dahmer and charles manson and like richard ramirez had this kind of female sympathy right it's a this, it's a psychological I, I issue like, isn't it i don't think it was as big as like they made it out, in the they made it out like he was receiving you know sacks full of fan yeah. but i think it was like a few just a few slightly weird fetish women who were sending him letters saying how well even know, um he, even like know. Stephen avery um has yeah like that woman gotten, that married got married yeah like i mean I, I think it's i guess it's a thing but i, I it's I'm, I'm not sure the psychology behind it i don't know you know like even you know when they were saying that like women were sending him pictures like with their tits out and stuff like that um, uh, Richard, what is called Bonnie and Clyde syndrome? Yeah. Right? No, it's, it's hy hybristophilia. It's oh, the, it's, yeah, yeah I, do, I don't, I don't understand that at all. I, I, I really don't get it. But then, but then to go on and um, be so sort of enthralled by this person who you know has done all these horrible things, and then like you know marry them or whatever is it seems crazy. But then, and then to, and then to a couple of years later get a divorce because I think they got a divorce because she was like. Oh, you know, uh, when I when I found out about all the stuff involving kids, it was like, oh, okay, like that was the tipping <laughs> point for you, like that wasn't wasn't just the rapes so the and murders, murders and, 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 and rapes, home invasions. It was it, it boiled down. I mean, fair enough. I mean, it, that that is horrendous, but, but yeah, I that, mean, that whole, can't the, be the the the, the whole, straw that broke the whole the back. Should have been. Should have been like the big warning sign to begin oh with. Oh my god, it's it's like totally a scale, isn't it? Right, because you've got like the bad boy syndrome where people like like bikers or not bikers, but leather jacket wearing or not just big guys like gangsters and tough guys and you know. But then you've got like even less far on the scale, it's like people who are rude to servers in restaurants <laughs> or like assholes. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Then, so there's like there's like a whole spectrum, isn't there? And I guess like. I mean, I, I I certainly could see like myself being actually. I I'm not really attracted to bad girls in a sense. Like like girls. I don't know. I've always I've never been into the the scary like Grace Jones. Like, yeah, sexy superhero girls. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I'm always a bit daunted and scared by them. Wait wait wait. Those so tough women. so like Captain Marvel intimidates you is what you're telling. Well, me. Well, I was watching The Crown. Right. And, don't tell me Her Majesty um, the Queen intimidated you well she does a bit and also <laughs> margaret thatcher's in it um because she's obviously she's hanging out with dennis thatcher who's right. this kind of nice soft sort of spoken sort of gentle man who kind of hangs around with her <laughs> <laughs> her husband <laughs> yeah. as they are also known yeah, yeah. 
and her, her, I don't know. I just, I just one yeah. groupie. <laughs> He's got hybristophilia uh, for Thatcher. Nice. She's, she's I, just I such know, a like... bitch. She took those children's milk. I can't resist. <laughs> <laughs> she let all of that garbage pile up sky high. I love this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, though, like, just, yeah, I feel like, I feel there's something, something, I just, it's not for not me. For I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm struggling with my own <laughs> um, assertiveness and masculinity, let alone. I, I Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I like, I like, uh, I like all kinds of women, strong women. Weak yeah, women. I like all yeah, kinds of people. Uh, I just tend to like uh, people who are actually nice and not uh, murderers and uh, rapists. Yeah, and I don't stuff. want the murder. It's true. That's yeah. a turn off. I guess I've never. I guess I've never got the idea of that sexy trope of like Xenia from. No, that's a big Golden turn off for me. Like, <laughs> all of that. If you're a criminal, um, that that doesn't do it for me. Uh, that's I kind of you know. I mean, there's right. degrees of criminality. You know. If you're drinking right, a bit so, of weed right, at lunchtime so, or whatever, right. you know, I'll still be attracted to you probably. But, all right, so not the criminals, but what about like She-Hulk? Um, no, see, like... I just, mean, it, uh, if uh, she well, wasn't green. I think it's just the, the, uh, the fighting. Okay, but what if she had um, like fucking beautiful eyes that you got lost in all the time? I mean, what about like, what about like a, what about like a big, what, what about, what's her name? The, the boxer, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Or whatever. What if fine. her personality was just as ripped as her legs? Hey. <laughs> what if she just had a fucking turbocharged personality you're, you're, from you're, heaven? You're turning me. I mean, yeah. obviously, See, we're judging people very um, broadly here by yeah. saying that if they're large and fight or, you know, they're assertive that they must be a bitch or anything like that. Obviously, you know, that that's not right. But I think if you're saying that no, I, no. if they had, like if you knew them and they were just like a real bad bitch and sort of like big and aggressive and sort of punched people in pubs and things like that, that that would, that would turn you off. I'm just trying to mirror that in my head because of the, the whole bad boy thing. And I'm right, wondering right. whether the bad girl uh, yeah, thing Yeah, I think works. if you're punching like, people in a drinking establishment generally, regardless of uh, your gender or age or any other factor, um, I, I'm not sure I really want to be around you that much. You it know? doesn't excite you though. I mean, no, it's, it's not exciting. Though. That's no, the thing, I think though, isn't it's, it? it's different. It's different from the mundane. You know, you come home to your boring wife and your boring kids. You work at the work at you the wouldn't box like it. There, there's a day. there's a beautiful woman at the bar. <clears throat> Some guy goes to hit on her and he's being a bit aggressive, and being a twat. She just sort of leans over, gives you a gives you a wink, and then just clocks him one right in the face. Huge bar brawl erupts. She's smashing chairs on people. Whew. I mean, it's I, I just, would be attracted. Yeah. It's just like Eastenders, I guess. But I, I don't know how often that really happens. <laughs> it's like Eastenders. <laughs> Obviously, never. Yeah, I've never is. seen it. No. I don't think there's any. That's a very sort of um, maybe. Hol- I wouldn't even say never Hollywood seen thing. I think it just happens in Eastenders, and maybe from time to time Coronation Street when they don't have like a hot pie to talk about. Maybe very specialized yeah, pornography true. as well. You maybe, yeah. God, no, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? I don't. Yeah, I like I I don't I think like uh I wouldn't be attracted to a uh like aggressive street fighting woman. Uh but then again, I don't think I'd be attracted <laughs> friendship wise to a street fighting man either uh, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I the know street fighting woman. There's a song. I don't there, need sure. any street fighting in my life. It turns out I don't. Street fighting woman. I can't <laughs> resist your knuckles. <laughs> I really wish you'd stop. Maybe tone down the street fighting, <laughs> and then we can be friends. You know, like Here just they do. street fighting woman. <laughs> if you wanna be down friends seven with me, of Stella. you gotta get your ass off the street and stop all of that fighting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh man. Street yeah. fighting woman. Yeah. I don't know if I want a street fighting woman or man or any fighting people whatsoever. I'll take anything. I just want to surround myself with people who are just, you know, laid back, having a nice time, taking it as it comes. Weed smoking woman. <laughs> weed smoking <laughs> woman. Let's sit on the couch <laughs> together and be friends through weed. Take it easy, no more fighting on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't the whole idea that you can not necessarily change them, but like you're with this dangerous person and you get to see a different side? Well, that's a thing. I mean, that's an age old thing too, right? A lot of, I think that that's, I don't want to generalize, but I think that that is a, it feels like a fairly common um, situation for women and men yeah, yeah. in a relationship, right? You've got this man who might be a certain way and you have a woman who thinks, I can change this person and then inevitably they can't change that person. Yeah. Uh, like I, f- I feel like that happens often enough, you know? So do you, do you think, though, that the the desire and the belief that you can take someone who is clearly like semi out of control, follows their own rules and all that kind of stuff, and you can bend them to your will. Yeah. It's almost an expression of your own ego and desire to dominate something like that. Sorry, and to go back, I I think it it works vice versa as well. I'm not just saying it's only women who think they can change men and that's a bad thing. I'm talking about like this guy picks his nose a lot and she thinks that she's, you know, going to swoop in and stop him from picking his nose. Oh, you've got to tidy but, him up. But yeah. men men will do that to women as well. It's right? I, mean, good. I, I don't think, they, I don't they, think they I do. Don't, I don't know. I don't know that women or men see the other sex as a piece of clay to be molded into the shape that they want. Mrs. F, Mrs. F definitely did. Oh, did Mrs. She? F saw me as a lump of clay to be molded. She fucked it up. Right. She fucked yeah, it up yeah. real bad. <laughs> but there's there's definitely men that do it as well, right? Like the, uh, Look at those ears. She did a terrible job on those You know, those like, ears. A, like, a, like a abusive men who sort of like, you know, will like dress their wives and stuff like that. And, or, right, or maybe, but, maybe that's not the point. Maybe that's just like part of the cycle of abuse or something. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. Like, you hear about that too, right? I mean, it's... But I mean, I, I don't think they're looking ways. to change someone. They're looking to purely dominate Control someone. and dominate yeah. somebody, yeah. I think I think the best thing I've always thought is that the best couples are those who both are independent and better have, have lives separately but are better together um, and come together and can join their two independently successful and happy lives and have these moments together that are positive you know i think when people are controlling the other yeah or yeah there's an imbalance of like sort of power in the relationship or whatever yeah like you you obviously do have to give um but at the same time i think that there has to be it's, it's hard to be to see that you're you're being controlled or being so well, yeah. I, think, I think if you're yeah. in these situations but i mean you get um, some people are just very sweet trusting nice people and they like and also a lot of these these sort of predatory types who look to to control someone and dominate them and ruin their life look for a specific kind of person who's trusting and sweet and nice and then pounce on them like that's what they're looking for they're not looking for she hulk you know what i mean they're not breaking ronda rousey i also think people are sometimes looking for too much they think that you know this person who i'm looking for as my partner is going to be my my best friend and my lover and i'm gonna spend all my time with them and we're gonna have the same hobbies and we're gonna do everything together like i think that can sometimes be 
um, the wrong idea of going in to look for yeah. that. Oh, it, like, pisses, it pisses me off so much when you see, uh, and again, to generalise, I will say it, it's mainly women who make a list of what they Sometimes want Sometimes you do see like. couples who are like that and they're very happy, by yeah. the way. And they're Occasionally, and but stuff. you're going to be, most people are going to be miserable. It would be like saying, I'm going out to dig for gold and I'm not just going to find a little tiny bit of gold. I'm going to find the biggest load of gold that's ever been finded by any gold digger ever. I'm going to dig oh, it up. Gonna I'm going to be happy ever there. after. Yeah, there's going to be a sword. crown and a scepter. And I'm going to be now the king. Yeah, they're going to declare me king of the realm. It's like, can, can you just fucking settle for finding a little bit of gold? Because that's, I mean, like most relationships, you find someone, like Sip says, someone nice, you get along with, yeah. you're attracted to each other. No street you, fighting? You, no street fighting woman. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> just maybe weed. a little bit. Maybe a little yeah. bit. Like one weekend a, a, a year. That's I'll, something you'd have to sort out in the relationship. Bit. That's the power dynamic. Yeah. You would never let me That's street fine. fight anymore. I yeah, well, I'm not gonna do the dishwasher. You know, that's the kind of level <laughs> yeah. you're arguing about a dishwasher. That's... She wants to be out there street fighting, it's a problem. But th these lists, he has to be this and he has to be that and blah, blah, blah. And we have to be soulmates, but we also have to spend time apart. It's like, good luck. You, you, what you're saying is I don't want a relationship. Just be honest. I don't actually want a relationship unless God himself comes down and decides he wants to date me on Tinder. That's that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the impossible dream. So just straight up admit to yourself you don't want a relationship unless it's fucking perfect. God is like a criminal. He's done some Jesus. bad stuff. You, know. you just damned yourself. <laughs> what, if, what if God was one of us, though? Did you ever? think of that just, just a, a slob, slob like one of like us, one of us. just wow. a stranger on the bus trying to make his way back home nobody's talking on the phone not even toby larone so <laughs> right let's stop yeah no we, should, we probably should yeah i feel like we've already i feel like we're like neck deep in shit right now that oh we've, we've, we've covered into. a yeah. lot of heavy ground but lewis well. finally so, rounded it off with some nice heretical speech so we should probably end the podcast yeah no that's a good well, idea yeah um i thank yeah. you both for uh once again uh doing a, we've done so many of these podcasts now it's 160 insane. i think we've done we've been doing this for nearly I'm five years that if you love god it's like bonnie and clyde because he's a bit of a bad boy that's all. That's all I'm you, saying. You, you're just damning yourself deeper, buddy. You're just digging into the dam. I can, digging right in. Look, all you need to do is go into a little church and be like, I confess. <laughs> and there you go. That's only it. Catholics. No, I'll do that later. God, <laughs> I'll do it later. I'm here to confess to you in your holy light. I have been street fighting once again. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. <laughs> but I've been out there and I have been street fighting up I know a storm. It's a sin. Lord, I be a street fighting all woman. day, every day. I am fighting on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Lord! <laughs> and my wife's been doing it too. <laughs> and I love her That's for it. I love her so We're much. We're a match made in heaven. We street fight together. Three, three hail marys and a couple of prayers. That's, oh, that's it. Yeah, just a couple of lashings. You, like a what, how, what do they call that when you when you whip yourself in the back? A good What's good that? Saturday oh, night. Is that a flagellation? Yeah, yeah. That's a fl flagellation. That's a flagellation. Yeah. Just a big huge flagellate. Ooh, I love I love you that. You should cut down on the yeah. flagellating. It's bad for you. Yeah. You should self. You should you should you should pat yourself on pat yourself on the back instead, like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, I guess. <laughs> man, oh man. I'm going to pat myself on the back more often. It's actually quite satisfying. Yeah. Oh, just, well done, oh, me. Yeah, oh, <laughs> good well job, me. Good, good street fight. Another street fight. <laughs> well <won. done. laughs> Another ass whooping delivered. Well done, smashing <laughs> that guy's head into that fridge. Well done. Uh, see you next time right, on Triforce. See you next time, everybody. All right, bye. Bye. bye.